Hey, 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 everyone. (laughs) Welcome to this week's episode of The Mother Days. I'm Teresa Palmer. And I am Sarah Wright Olson. And she's dancing, guys. She's dancing by the mic. I'm dancing. I'm excited. In her Um, airstream. I'm sitting in the airstream. It's dark outside. We have to record on such weird uh, time zones. Teresa's like, okay, these are the hours that I have available. And I'm like, okay. And for all you moms out there... It is the, the what if you're gonna ask like what's the worst time of day that you have to do anything? The worst time of day is between four p.m. and eight p.m. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, so I'd be perfect for about four to eight. <laughs> no, but really, like if you think about Australia time, because what you guys are like seventeen hours ahead of us. Yeah, your morning is like hour three o'clock, four o'clock, or whatever. I know. And then, and then it's like if I go beyond eight o'clock, then it's pitch black outside. If my baby wakes up, I'm not going to hear her because I'm going to be <laughs> outside in the airstream. <laughs> and Eric has to work at you know. 5 a.m. So it's just a funny thing, but that's that's what we're doing. This is how we are recording the podcast. We're making it work. I love it. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? A splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco. Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I've had so many sick children. I've had Sarah knows this. I every single day I'm messaging being like, yep, still sick, still sick. And I think because there's four of them, it's like the bug just jumps from one to the next to the next and then goes back around again. The same cycle, just over and over and over. And then we maybe get five days of someone without a snotty nose. Um, it got so bad last week that I know as mummy that the kids are okay. I can yeah. tell. You know you know that feeling when they have yes. a fever and you know when it gets to the point where it's like, oof, this is a feeling a little dicey. Totally. But I know what to do. You know what to do when our kids have fevers. It's mm-hmm. a natural part of them fighting whatever it is they're fighting. So my baby has had these kind of relentless bugs, I would say, over the last three weeks. So she'll have a fever for two, three, four days straight Mm. where she's sort of almost breaking it, getting better again, and then she has another fever. Mm. So the other day I'm at work and I just so happened to mention to the medic, he's a new medic, um, we've never worked with him before, and I was like, yeah, my God, my baby's just been having these relentless fevers and here she is, like she's she's here with me at work. And he was like, oh, let me just check her out. I was like, all right, if you want to. He checks her out 
cuts to I'm like down doing my scene where I'm scream crying I'm so emotional I'm on this houseboat I'm like like I found out this horrible piece of information and I come back up and there is all the powers that be at uh on a tv show like the line producer all the big producers the writer the showrunner the director the medic the nurse that everyone's having this little powwow I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? (laughs) Um, And they're like, your baby, the medic's like, your baby needs to go to hospital. And I was like, what? I I swear she's okay. I I, I know she's okay. Like, why? What's changed from when I went to do this emotional scene and came back? He's like, I can hear a rattling in her chest. There's sort of a rattle. And I was like, oh, that's, I, isn't that kind of normal with a cold and he was like I just don't feel comfortable we are four hours away from a hospital what if something goes bad you should drive down now to the hospital and I I was like what like I really feel like she's okay but then obviously I have all these people saying this is an emergency this has to happen and so I start internally panicking and trying to just figure out the logistics so it's just like one of these situations where I'm completely panicked that's so stressful I know, I know, and I'm at work and I'm, but obviously I'm so worried about the baby. Of course. So I was like, all right, I'll finish the scene. I'll meet the baby there. My husband's like, please don't let anyone like take the, you should be the one just like, you can wait and take her on wrap. Where, where's so your husband? Me- He's not in tech. Overseas, overseas in, in America. So it's just Got me it. and my sweet nanny, poor Maisie. She's 21. She's like, she doesn't drive. So the line producer's dri- driving her to the hospital. I'm panicked. I wrap and then start driving the, the four hours to get to the hospital. And I'm getting updates. So they've got to the hospital and Maze is like, it's not a big deal. Like she's totally fine. They're just going to send us home. But, you know, obviously still get here. So obviously I'm feeling relief. But I was just like energetically feeling really off. Like what is happening right now? This just took this wild turn. And I swear to God, my mama instincts was that she's fine. She's fine. So we're driving and all of a sudden I'm in the car. With Sorry, this I'm runner. already giggling. Yeah, I know this story. Like full panic, heart racing, and I see up ahead these lights in the middle of this pitch black road. We are in bumfuck nowhere, like literally the middle of the sticks, nowhere. Oh my and I see like in the distance these like flashing lights. I'm like, what's going on? Is there a car accident? We pull up. And it's like everything goes slow motion and the headlights like go past these cows, which my first instinct would be like, is there an accident? Is it my baby and the car? That's I know. I was like, what is going on? It must be ambulance. That there's something happening. It is a semi-trailer has jackknifed in the middle of this crazy road. Oh my god. It's just this one long highway and there's no other cars, but there are all these cows in the middle of the road. And so the <laughs> headlights like in slow motion are just shining from one cow to the next and they've all got these big eyes, but they're all injured. So oh, this no. this tractor trailer, semi-trailer whatever has plowed into cows that oh happen to be gosh. standing in the middle of the road. <laughs> And there are like dead ones. There are lumps of different cows in different directions. There's this one cow that we drove past. So it's horrible. We drove past so slowly and it's just staring at me and it has a little bit of blood in its mouth. And Ben, the assistant, he's a a PA and a runner on on set. Like he knows his job is I've got to get this actress to the hospital to see her baby. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, don't look, it's a little bit disturbing. And I was like, stop the car, Ben, stop the car, pull it over to the side of the road. He was like, no, please, I sh- I would get into trouble. I really just have to drive you to the hospital. I was like, no, wait, please, let me get out. I need to go see if I can help. So I get out of the car, I run up to the cop and I'm like, hello, hi. And I'm wearing this outfit from work. And he was like, are you the farmer? Are you the owner of these cows? <laughs> I know I look like the farmer. I'm not, but I am a vegan. I am an animal lover. I need to go and hug these cows. Stop it. I was like, um, what? And he was like, if you 
I mean, if you want to, you can. I was like, thank you so much. Please, I just want them to know love before they die. And so I, I ran over in the pitch black to this one cow that was just sitting there. And it was so stunned and hopefully it wasn't one of the ones that ended up dying, although they all had tags in their ears. And I'm like, look, at some point these cows were on their way to the slaughterhouse. Mm, so yes. the vegan part of me, my heart was breaking Ugh. and I just saw this poor, beautiful creature who needed love <laughs> and I hugged it and I stroked its neck and then oh I could see God. the vet. There, was, there already was a vet there like putting to sleep some of the other cows. Uh, and like he was walking over and I was like oh my gosh this might be its last moments on earth and I just wanted to know love and I was like I love you I was like crying you're okay I'm so sorry this happened uh, to you I'm just so sorry and then the vet came over so I waved I said goodbye I sent my love I got back in the car <laughs> you're like so funny. okay I'm covered in cow's blood let's go see my baby <laughs> let's go to the hospital let's get to the hospital and Ben was so funny he was just stunned silent he was like like, oh, are we good to go? Should we keep it? I was like, yeah. He's like, do I, do I? He's like, maybe I don't tell anyone what I He's just like, should I radio it? in and say what just happened? And I'm like, thank you so much for letting me love the cows. Oh my and then God. we drove straight to the hospital. I got Jeez. to the hospital and sure enough, baby, baby was fine. Was fine. Yeah. And and the doctor was, she was a mum as well. She was like, I am so sorry that you had to drive four hours, um, hang out with half-dead cows on the side of the road and come to the hospital at 1 a.m. I'm so sorry. So Bobby what do they fine. think it was? Just like a they, like an oh upper respiratory so or Because like, of COVID, yeah. she actually said that all of the kids that she's seeing in there um, have, are getting these crazy bugs which are affecting them so much more because the immune system's aren't nearly as strong because we haven't been seeing people as much. So this okay. doctor was like, look, we are seeing fevers that are lasting three weeks. Yeah. And obviously in normal times that would be like, well, that seems that would, a little bit. Well, no, that yeah. would be a pretty big deal. I mean, I think yeah. like a fever that goes beyond four days, five days is kind of, you're kind of like, well, I guess at a certain temperature is pretty, at you're a, like, yeah. okay, maybe we should see what else is going on. Like the body should have burnt this out by now. She said, look, you are not the first person to come in here with a baby that's just having these relentless fevers because they just have not been exposed to as many bugs. So when they yeah. do get the bug, it lasts a lot longer and it's so much harder for them to kick it. Mm. So at least I had, A, I had validation because I was like, right, I knew she was okay and we were getting through it with, you know, I would give her fever reliever at night time I would nurse throughout the night I was I knew what to do I would strip her down to her nappy um all of those things she was like just continue doing that keep her hydrated and sure enough a few days later she got better but she's like this is not abnormal this is what yeah. we're seeing this is this the world we're in right now so universe what does that mean like Teresa went on a for our journey, she stopped to love on some cows and <laughs> I was like, what is up with that? And I think yeah. um, I have this weird, I mean, we're going to get into spooky season in October, Sarah yes, and I are diving I'm so deep, excited about that. Diving Ooh. deep into all things spooky and creepy. Hopefully you guys saw our uh, stories that we put up um, yes. asking for your spooky stories. Your spooky um, stories, because we know you have them and yes. you will share them with us and yes. Sarah will get creeped out and Teresa will get excited by <laughs> the spooky stories. Exactly. Um, but I was going to say that energetically I think that I'm doing a show. It's about a cult. It's very heavy. It's mm. every single day I am having to dip into this low vibrational headspace to mm. portray this character. Yeah. And I think that some of that, energy is really rubbing off on me and it was just a weird week yeah. so I actually uh, a couple of days ago just decided I'm gonna sort of make peace with this and this character and try and rid this energy from me and stop carrying it on me usually I'm really good at leaving work at home but because it's such it's also a true story so I can't help but think about it a lot um I just had to like put some separation in place and some things boundaries. are slowly getting better. <laughs> Putting out that emotional good. boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, that's hard to do, too, because you're also like, oh, if I tap out for a minute, am I going to lose some of it? Like, am I going to lose some of, like, how far I've gone into this character? But no, you're not going to. Do you do that when you're working? Do you get so immersed in the character that you feel like you need to stay in it or are you able to switch off? I'm able to um, switch on and off. I can – I'm – like usually I try it's usually for me it's that I'm only doing a few scenes that way it's not like an entire season of something that's that heavy you know so um when I shot the show in Toronto the spinning out show I had to like go into some um harder episodes where I was like talking about pregnancy loss and stuff like that and and had like a couple of you know crazy moments on the show and those were a few hard days, but it wasn't like an entire season of of hard um, yeah. days to tap into. So I felt like, okay, at the end of that day, like I was so depleted, but then I was able to go to bed and then like have the next day and I'm, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And like yeah. I, now I'm back to the fun character again. So it's a very different thing. That story was so great. It's so funny. Um just the cows the cow part really gets me and the fact that the guy thought that you were the farmer is maybe the maybe my favorite takeaway (laughs) I look I had gumboots on and I had this big oversized like green jacket and I looked like a farmer I was like I I wish they were my cows if they were my cows they wouldn't have been out on the road (laughs) they would have been in my house snuggling in bed That's so true. Oh my God, you would totally be that person. <laughs> Me and Nikki um, Reed. <laughs> yeah, you and Nikki, exactly. I actually had a friend who um, built this like red barn in her backyard and then she had like chickens and she had <laughs> she had uh, goats and um, then her like, she had a couple of sheep and then they started like living inside the house and then she would send me pictures of the sheep like next to her bed and I was like wait did the animals live in the barn or in your house like I'm so she's like oh my god they're so amazing have you ever had sheep before because they just kind of follow you everywhere and she's like you can just walk with them and they'll go on walks with you and I was like wait what no I don't know this tell me everything I am so traumatized from the smell of my house growing up because my dogs used to take shits and stockpile them under the bed they'd like go into the master bed and just like take shit and so the smell in my house growing up was so foul that now I'm really sensitive to smells the idea of having sheep walk I'd be like I can't live here this smells I cannot deal yeah even I like incessantly wash my dogs because even the smell of dog yeah yeah yeah. I'm being traumatized you're like I can't I can't have that All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness. It's self-love. It's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. All right, as you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets 
hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerd Wallet. Finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Oh um, should we talk about our guest that we have today? She is the best. Okay. This is this is a girl crush of mine. And I messaged Sarah and I was like, oh my goodness, we've got to get Taryn <laughs> on the show. She's so Brilliant. And I always say she is, you know, when people die and everyone's like, oh, that person's just a ray of light. They walk into the room and they light up the room. Every single person who dies gets <laughs> someone describes them that way. But Taryn is the real deal. She, she actually, actually is, that. <laughs> is that way. Like she is the person that walks in. Everyone looks at her and is like, who is that? Like bright ball of love and energy. Yeah. Um, and it's Taryn. She's, she's really special. She's got a beautiful personality and she's a warrior for body positivity so she has this new documentary coming out called embrace kids and i watched it with the kids and oh my goodness the impact that it had on Bodhi, in particular being eight was so special and i think he's folding in some of the things that he learned and taking it to school where he's got this little friend who's um being bullied slightly and um Bodhi is just being an advocate for that boy and really sticking up for him. And I know that he's been so moved by this documentary. Mm. So you can watch it with your kids. And um, I think you're going to love this interview. She's amazing. Um, we, we had to record the intro to this interview after the fact because we had a few different technical oh, issues. And then we tried to record it after we actually interviewed her and then we had like 14 children present and we couldn't hear and anything. And more technical difficulties. <laughs> and more technical issues. So We are cursed, Sarah. Uh, we're A little bit. But guys, bear with us. I mean, we're... Maybe it's um, the energy I'm bringing from my work. <laughs> no, it's so great. <laughs> but it's fun because um, this episode is, uh, I think, going to be really, um, you know, I think really important for us to take this information and, you know, share it with our children. And we're so excited for you guys to listen. Also, I just have to put this in here really quickly. We've been reading all of your comments and your feedback about the podcast so far, and we're blown away. We're so excited. We cannot wait to bring you all the things that we have in store. So just thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who's rated, reviewed, who shared, who has listened. This has been um, such a, a like a wonderful experience so far, and we're only getting started. So I'm really excited to bring you Taryn today. So we'll go to that part of the episode now. We are so excited today to be interviewing our amazing guest, Taryn Brumfitt from the Embrace Body Positivity Movement. Um, she's such an inspiration. I know, Sarah, I've talked to you so much about Taryn. Yes. And um, I've been wanting to get her on the podcast for a while and now is the perfect time because she has such a beautiful and inspiring new documentary coming out called Embrace Kids, which is focused on just having kids love and embrace their bodies. And I cried from about minute eight all the way through until the end. (laughs) Just these waves of tears and emotion and sobs and and all the different stories were so uplifting and beautiful. And, 
Oh, Taryn, you're just amazing. Thank you for being the champion of this work because it is such important work. So let's start from the beginning, I think. For sure. 10 years ago, you, you decided to post a before and after picture. Now, you just did this on your personal Facebook page and it was an untraditional before and after. You sort of did it in reverse um, and I loved it and it went it had such a massive global moment it was a viral photo I think people all over the world didn't Ashton Kutcher tweet about it he said oh this is good for the world um did you expect any of that no and I still I use that quote from Ashton Kutcher and everything I can still IMDB LinkedIn just in conversations with people at the supermarket listen Ashton Kutcher said um Listen, I didn't expect any of this to happen. It was kind of very accidental, if you like. You know how you normally see before and after photographs? There's a person before, they're in a larger body, they're deeply unhappy, they lose weight and miraculously they're happy. And I I just wanted to call BS on that because uh, weight loss doesn't equal happiness. And I also wanted people to consider that health isn't just physical, it's mental, spiritual, emotional, And yeah, so I was a photographer. I had my three young children. I'd never done any media interviews. And I posted these photographs of me in a bodybuilding competition. I didn't do, I did bodybuilding for 15 weeks because I hated (laughs) my body so much. And my trainer said to me, and I decided to not have surgery to to, to fix it, as I said to her. And she said, train to get this body. And I got it, but I made me so unhappy um, because I had to eat so much chicken and broccoli and I had to punish my body to make it look like that stereotypical bikini body. So that was my before. And my after was as I am now in a larger body with my cellulite, uh, with my stretch marks, and it just broke people's brains all over the world. (laughs) In the after, they're like, What's with this? This is all mixed up. And um, oh, look, it's just been uh, 10 years now um, since, you know, that all kind of happened and it's been, I, I used to call it a journey, now I'm calling it a ride. Um, we've done so much and it's such a great honour to lead this this global movement of positive change because it's one we need in the world um, because we weren't born hating our bodies. It's so true. I didn't even think about my body as a kid. I was just like, woo, I can run, I can play handball, I'm good at netball. Like I just didn't ever think, (laughs) how does my body look? I do remember though when it first happened, I was probably 15 and it's such a different culture now. Obviously we've got social media, kids are online Mm -hmm. a lot younger. Um, But at the time we didn't have any of that. So I was 15 and the year 10 boys did a competition uh, who was the hottest girl in year 10? And everyone sort of knew what their ranking was. And I remember thinking, oh, I, I didn't I didn't make the top five. Well, it's probably because, well, maybe because my belly's not quite as flat as Leah's or, you know, my belly button ring's a little bit wonky. I remember this narrative beginning, the seeds planted at that age. And I went for, a, you know, I think a couple of years, 15 to 17, um, of just, not having a lot of self-love and I I really believe when I go back that was the trigger for me um I just looked at myself in a different lens and tried on all these different hats trying to shape shift and be cool and fit into the popular group and really stepped away from who I authentically was but luckily you know when I hit year 12 I kind of found my stride again and um really cultivated self-love and acceptance but yeah, it's a it's a funny thing because we're dealing with uh, just a whole different beast now. I think with social media and the trends that we're seeing, and um, you know, your documentary that I've watched now twice, um, this new one, Embrace Kids, it really focuses on that and mm-hmm. all the filtered faces that we see on social media and the bullying and I just the way you presented it and folded in. Mm-hmm. the children to hear it from their perspective in the doco it was so moving and such an interesting way of telling the story could you just break that down a little bit why did you choose to do it from their perspective yeah I mean the why behind Embrace Kids was um, my first film Embrace which we released in 2016 that was the one Tez that you watched on the way to the Oscars it made you cry you reached out to me and uh, we've been friends since which is pretty cool I love that story 
after sharing that film with millions of people in over 190 countries, the number one piece of feedback that I received was, I wish I had seen this when I was younger. Mm. And I was spending a lot of time in schools with 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds with the first film, and it felt like I was getting to them too late because some of them had hated their body for four, five, six, seven years. So I knew that we needed to get in early uh, to the 8 to 14 range. Um, we know that kids at the age of around 7 start comparing themselves to others and they want to do that whole fitting in thing. Um, we're naturally wired as human beings to compare, but it's really hard for kids in this day and age with social media because what they're seeing isn't real most of the time. And there is, you know, it used to be Photoshopping and now it's the filters and right. now it's the influencers who are sort of, I guess posing a life which isn't always real and one of my favourite quotes is by a man called Steve Furtick and he says, don't compare your behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel and I think we can all take that on and just think, yeah, because not every, most people I know, my, especially my friends, we're all messy as um, and I think when we share our stories it makes us feel a level of comfort that we don't all have it going on. But for our kids, they are under so much pressure. We know as adults how hard it is to live in a world that tells us to be anything other than what we are. But yeah. imagine trying to navigate your teenage years um, with all these influences coming at you. So we wanted to we wanted to film that was going to have a really broad impact. And the best way to do that is to get kids uh, to tell and share some of their stories. And I think the most surprising thing about this film was when I set out to make it, it was, we're going to talk about body image. And then it kind of just branched out to gender stereotyping, diversity, inclusion, disability. Um, we covered a lot. And it's important because they all kind of uh, work, you know, hand in hand with one another. They're all related in a way. But the kids in the film, how awesome are they? I mean, oh. I was not like that at their age. That's why I feel it. Enzo. Oh my I mean, gosh. He's Enzo so, I know. I'm going to start following him on YouTube now because uh, he is just the best. You know, it it was amazing. I saw your movie. I watched it today. It was incredible. It totally made me cry. Um, but it's funny because I was texting Teresa and I was sending her these pictures of myself as a kid. And these pictures of myself were like big, you know, Coke bottle glasses, like, you know, hair that was like flipped out and feathered and I wore like the craziest um colors and everything was very bold and Minnie Mouse necklaces and just like I definitely had this vibe when I was five six seven years old where I just was my own I had my own thing my own style my own everything but then I do remember and I think it's exactly what you're saying Tez is that um moment when somebody comments on your body for the first time and you've never thought about it. I had never thought about like what my body looked like compared to another person's body. And then I, at some age, someone called me chicken legs as I was like walking down the hall and I was wearing these really tight pants and a big sweatshirt with a big smiley face. I bought at Walmart on it. And I was so proud because it was brand new and I loved it. And then someone called me chicken legs and I felt so insecure in that moment. And then I was like, wait, what? Like, do I have chicken legs? And what does that even mean? And then that was the first time it made me look in the mirror at myself. And now this day and age with what kids are seeing through your film, it was so beautifully laid out, but kids are seeing something that just doesn't even exist. Like seeing other kids with tons of makeup with all these filters like curated versions yes. of who they are. Yeah. It's it's wild. And you tapped into that a little bit with your first documentary, Embrace, um, which was when you set out to make that, was that specifically for women um, or was it for anyone? I think, you know, we talk a lot about it being a woman's issue, you know, body positivity and wanting to embrace our bodies, but I see it in men so often. Yes. And when I, um, I first watched a documentary when I was, as Taryn was saying, I was flying from Sydney to LA. I was heading to the Oscars and I just had a baby, my second baby, and I was carrying a little bit of extra weight. I had these big, milky, glorious boobies and um, I watched this documentary. I bawled my eyes out for 
the whole flight, I watched it and then I just kept remembering moments throughout the doco that really touched me. And I realized I was unpacking my own trauma that I experienced when I first came to Hollywood and I was 20 years old and there was this paparazzi photo of me on the beach with Adam Sandler when I was shooting bedtime stories and my female agent at the time said, you know, it's just a part of your job. Like maybe you could just work out a little bit, you know, tone up. And I was like, tone up? What? Like, what do you mean? I think I'm pretty skinny. Am I? Am I not? Am what do you mean? Like, I don't have a six pack. Is that an issue? Um, and she was like, it's just a part of your job. Like, it's just, you know. And so I remember going to the gym incessantly. I would go six days a week. I ended up having such a terrible disordered eating. Um, I fell into friends with you around this time. Oh, yeah. And do you remember, I would go to a restaurant and I'd be like, hey, could I have um, everything except for basically everything and just steamed vegetables on the side and yeah, no I remember and people would bring that out yeah. the ingredients list out for me and I'd be like too much oil not in that, that one no not <laughs> yeah. that one yeah I remember yeah. you'd be like a not one grain of rice not one grain of rice can be no rice the plate no rice yeah. no yes. oils nothing fried no I mean it was unbelievable what happened to me especially being someone who's a massive eater like Sarah knows me I love food so much I eat food all the time everyone knows this about me like I just have a huge appetite and for that to have affected me in such a way um and then seeing your documentary and thinking oh god I wish I had this I wish I had seen this at that impressionable young age when I came out to Hollywood for the first time, it really changed my life. And then I carried that story and that the doco with me as I walked the red carpet at the Oscars in the Prada gown that I had to have a thousand fittings for because sample size did not cater to a postpartum body with big milky boobs and curves in all the different places. And I remember them having to go back and go back and change it and bring bring the size up, bring the size up. And um, it just had such an impact on me. And that's when I looked tired up and was like, we need to be friends. Anything you need from me, I will help you. Let's get this message out there. Um, and it's incredible. Now you've shifted into doing this for our children. And as a mother, Sarah and I are so grateful. Yeah. So grateful to you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's just so sad that we, we know as adults the trauma that we've carried for so many years. We, we know the cost to us of obsessing about our body or wanting her body or wanting to change our body, buying into the messages. And I think what I'm really most excited about in terms of where we're headed now for our kids and for the next generation is that we've lived that trauma for so long and we are just we will do anything as fierce, protective mamas and papas of our kids to, to prevent it from happening to them. So it's funny because in the US, you know, when I've been on The Doctors or Good Morning America or The Today Show, I often get the question asked of me, don't you find it overwhelming to create a global movement and lead that movement? I'm like, no, not at all. And I don't mean that in a cocky way. It's just that I've never seen anyone who's learned to embrace their body and regretted the decision to do so. So now it's just like spread the news, embracing your body's good. Um, so I just think it's a groundswell. And I think I've never felt the world more motivated than right now. And I think this film is coming at the right time because enough's enough. We've got to protect our kids. I love, loved this part in your documentary. Um, 
there's a part where there's a little boy who wants to wear dresses. He wants to wear like the frozen dress and then his dad dresses up in a frozen dress as well with him. And it's, oh my gosh, it made me cry too. But partly because there have been moments like that in our own family. And there's been kids that have said something to my son because his favorite color is rainbow. And he like will wear pink and he talks to us about there, you know, being somebody who's making fun of him because he loves pink. And so my husband went out and bought like so many pink shirts and pink shorts. He started wearing pink as his character on NCIS LA. He, um, he's just made that a part of his life now that he just wears pink. And um, he talks about how much he loves pink and he loves rainbow and his Apple Watch is a rainbow band. Like he did all of that to make our son feel supported. And it's just that he loved a color. Like it doesn't say anything about you you guys. It's like he loves this color and this is just something about him. It's like he's a bright little rainbow and that's what he he loves. And those moments resonated so much with our own family. Yeah. And I think this is one of those things. And, and this is what was really important for, for us in making the film in that we showed and told as many stories as yes. we could. And we saw representation on the screen, whether it's from Enzo or Jamila or Alex Noble. Um, we, we, we share so much because isn't it just the most beautiful thing to be able to see yourself? reflected back and I think this is where so many of us have gone wrong and that's why women I think fell into the trap with all the body image issues because we were only presented with kind of a type of woman to be it's changed over the years you know in the 50s it was Marilyn Monroe then the 80s it was the supermodel then the 90s it was the waif and now it's a whole new thing so there's all these like ways that we're meant to show up in the world and like too mm -hmm. bad of you Marilyn Monroe in the waif era like sorry um but for for kids, I think for them to know that however you sh however you arrive in the world or however whatever you become, it's okay. And I think the pillar here and what we need to teach everybody, and it's got to filter down from adults to the kids, is kindness is king, um, and yes. acceptance and inclusivity and diversity and just letting people be who they are. Like my dad always said to me. I don't care what people what people do. I don't care about if celebrities. I don't care about anything as long as they're good to me and they're good to people. That's all that really matters. So true. Yeah, we always there's this massive thing in our family. It's it's like our biggest rule and just don't be a spirit popper. Don't pop spirits. And what we what we say about that is like you know the kids who come up with this idea and they. They say this story and maybe it doesn't totally make sense, but it's this really cool, interesting idea. Be a yes and person. Oh, that's so cool. And what else? So we've always said like be yes and. When someone comes out with their big, bold ideas and who they are, just encourage, encourage, encourage. Like don't be a spirit popper. And Bodhi, just, he's just started a new school here in Melbourne while I'm working here on uh, my TV show. And he has found this little friend who doesn't have that many other friends in the school. And the two of them together are just on this mission to like not be popping spirits. And he talks to me about it all the time. He was like, yeah, and then this guy did this thing and it was kind of silly and some of the other kids laughed at them, but we were like, yeah, that is so awesome. And I was like, Brody, that is the person you want to be. That is so beautiful. And just keep leaning into that side of your little heart because that is so divine and gorgeous and yeah gosh we want so much more of that like feeling okay with being different and individual and unique and I loved being the quirky girl at school I was this quirky young girl they called me socks and sandals and you know <laughs> I probably didn't have tons of friends but I was so happy in who I was um and so it's it's really nice to know that you're just out there spreading this beautiful message, Tyron, and that it'll be, we'll see generational change. If we're teaching this to our children today, then they're going to be the ones that grow into adults to then have their children learn these same lessons, which is so beautiful. Yeah, and I think the thing there, you know, in terms of creating big change, we work with my creative team and we also got um, – uh, Associate Professor Ivanka Pritchard from Flin, uh, sorry, Victoria University and um, Ivanka Pritchard from Flinders University. And we had all these academics and health professionals 
working side by side with the creative. And I have to say, it was the hardest project ever to make those two worlds work at times because as a storyteller and as a director, you really want to take people on the journey and the story and you want to set up the problem and then you want to go out and find the answers. But we couldn't even set up the problem because we couldn't show kids what the problem was because it was going to do them damage. Right. That's why insert dogs you know and i think in those really hard creative moments you're like i don't know what to do we'll do dogs we can talk about dogs bodies we can't talk about human bodies and the film is so much richer for having these incredible dogs yeah. in the film i have to say the dop the cinematographer uh, on the day uh, who i've worked with for a number of years we are out on the beach with five dog wranglers 20 dogs, 20 dog mummies, um, <laughs> and it was chaos. And this cinematographer is the coolest guy I've ever worked with. And I went up to him at the, at the day and I said, how, how are you going today? And he goes, it's the worst day of my life. Because <laughs> it was just really hard to manage the dogs. But, I mean, I love the way that they show up in the film. We never judge dogs for being short or for, you know, a sausage dog that it can't round up the sheep on the farm or we accept them yeah. and we love them and we celebrate them. So we've got to learn from the dogs. Yeah. I thought that was a really great description. Um, I was wondering, you know, when we talk about and think about how the the language that I think maybe we don't even understand that we use ourselves um, in our day-to-day -day lives, you know, as parents, like, if you're um, a mom or a dad and you're talking about, oh, I need to eat this way or I need to work out or do this because I want to lose this or look like this or even the way that I think. And I remember seeing the way that my mom would look in the mirror and the way that I look in the mirror when my kid is nearby. You know, I really try thoughtfully to not be like sucking in my stomach and like holding myself a certain way. And um, sometimes I think that that's, I only do that because, because I know that it was, it affected me to, to see other people doing that throughout my life. Um, what are ways that, you know, parents can make that change at home? Like what can they do? What language can they use? Or what are little, not that you've done anything wrong, mom and dad, who's listening right now, just that I think that it's nice to have these things come up and then see where we can make a difference in a change. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Dr. Zali Yehir and I, we just wrote a book called Embrace Kids. And uh, actually when I approached her, we wanted a companion book to go out with the film because we knew the kids would watch the film, but the parents would go, I don't know what to do. So when I asked Dali to write this how-to, she's like, I'm not writing a parenting book. I've got too many on my bookshelf that actually have lots of shoulds and shame. I think there's very few. I've, I've read your parenting book, guys, and it's on my shelf and I love it. So you guys got it right. Because it's honest and heartfelt, but there are a lot out there um, that make you feel bad. So I'm so glad that you said that. You only know what you know when you know it. Um, so I think if we as parents can make the commitment to our kids to never say anything negative about our bodies or the bodies of others ever again is the first thing we can do because we need to be the positive role models for our kids that they're not seeing a whole heap of in the world. So that means ditching the scales and the diets and, and you know, don't go for the run because you ate the chocolate cake. Go for the run because you want to feel at the endorphin rush and it's good for your mental health. Or go for the hike because you love nature. Um, just only show your kids how much you are grateful for your body and how much you have, how much respect you have for it, no matter what's going on for it, no matter, you know, I mean, you cut your arm and it heals. You know, I'll say things like that to my kid all the, kids all the time. Like I cut myself with a knife the other day and a few days later I'm like, and this is an example of how awesome our body is. It just healed itself. Or the way that we digest or it's our bodies are moving. I always say that, um, you know, what I remember, I remember the smell of my Nana so much, her smell. But I, what I really remember about her is crawling up onto her lap and she had these like beautiful breasts that I would snuggle up into and I, she was so soft and, you know, she died when she was 93 and she had these gorgeous wrinkles on her hands and she was just like the most divine angel. And I think when I had children, I realized that 
the way my children look at me and look at the hands that are on my body and, you know, the way they want to snuggle me and touch my face and curl up on my lap, like all they're seeing is their mum. These are the hands that hold them and nurture them and take care of them and the breasts that feed them and the bodies that carry them when they're sleepy and all these wonderful things. And I, it just really starts with gratitude, just so grateful that I'm even able to have children. I'm, ab- I'm able-bodied. I'm, and even if I wasn't, just the fact that I have air in my lungs and I breathe when I wake up in the morning, Mark and I always say, the first thing to be grateful for is that we woke up today, that we woke up, that we actually get to have this day. And you have a big theme of gratitude in, the, in both documentaries, actually, which is so beautiful, filling ourselves up with gratitude first and foremost, the very first moments of the day. And then that will help carry you through the rest of the hours of the busyness and all the craziness that happens as the day unfolds. So I love that that's an, another really big theme of your documentaries is, is just being grateful. Me too. I feel like gratitude really puts you in such a positive place. And if you can wake up in the morning and just write down a few things that you're grateful for, or think about it, or if that's part of your meditation. And um, it just makes me it feel so different if I do that rather than like grab my phone to start checking work emails, you know, um, that's such a different feeling. I, I think it's really interesting and something that we sort of talk about in, in the film is um, and in the book and all things is one of the pillars is, is self-compassion. One of the pillars is self-compassion um, because we're so hard on ourselves and if we could help our kids just to be kind to our, to themselves in those moments where they might be comparing themselves to others um, or they wish they had something that they didn't, um, self-compassion really is key and a big part of the um, conversation to, to teach them that. And they need to see it from us. So they need to see us being kind to ourselves too. Yeah. I, you know, we talk about that um, a lot with yours and mom and with our book because, um, because, you know, no one is more honest with you than your kids or than with kids in general. And I remember one of the first times that one of my kids was like, squishing my belly after I had a baby. Right. And especially after this last baby, cause they're just a little bit bigger. My daughter was like, wow, you know, your skin is so stretchy and wrinkly. And like, um, I have DR, the diastasis recti or however you say that. So there's a big separation. So my skin is, um, it's kind of, it kind of almost looks like bubbled, um, right after I have a baby, it has like a lot of um, rippling on it. And so, and my daughter would look at that and she's like, Oh, what is that? You know? And I would just always, instead of being like, Oh, I know I would be like, yeah, isn't that amazing? Like my body did so much work and it grew all three of you and you guys were big, you know, I was like, Esme, you were 11 pounds when you were born. So think about like how much my belly had to grow to hold you inside. And, and even now to this day, like, you know, if they mention anything about my stomach or like things that they notice or, and I'll always say, yeah, I know. Isn't that amazing? Like our bodies are so cool. Um, but it has taken me a long time in my life, I think, to get to that place where I was like, oh yeah, why am I not having gratitude for my body and saying, yeah, good work, body. You're amazing. Like, look at what, like just being healthy, but also like, look at what you did with, um, growing these babies. Look at what you do when you, when I run and I feel good and like, you know, all of these endorphins are released and I get a sweat and I feel so much energy and like, that's cool too, you know? And, um, it took me a long time to, in my life to get to a place where I even even thought about, you know, refocusing and changing that language surrounding my own body. And, um, and now it just feels so good to say that because I believe it, you know, which is, yeah, which it's is a great. reframe, you know, I, yes. I think, and, yes. and that is something that everyone who's listening to this can do is you, my body hasn't changed the body that I hated for more years that I've loved it. It, well, it has changed, um, but it's changed, you know, the, the legs that I used to think, oh, cellulite, stretch marks, you yes. know, jiggly thighs. 
oh my gosh, run two marathons. Your le- your le- you legs are extraordinary. Or I always mm-hmm. joke with audiences that I have the world's most friendliest arms. We call them tuck shop arms. I don't, but in Australia, it's a little bit yes, kind of I under do. here. Yes, I do, the tuck shop I'm, lady. I'm like the world's friendliest arms because I wave to people and my arms are still <laughs> waving well after I finish stop. But they allow me to like love and hug my kids. So the past and everyone else. <laughs> exactly. You, you love and hug everyone. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> COVID must have sucked for you. <laughs> it really sucked. I am making up for lost time. You know, oh, like <laughs> uh, there's a lot of hugging going on. But I, it's just a reframe. It's just a small tweak in the way you think about your body because they're, they're the parts of my body I used to hate. And now I can yeah. find nothing but love for them. And it's possible. I just want everyone to know it's possible to learn to embrace your body. You, you, you won't just watch a film and be like, no, okay, right, I'm going to choose to embrace now. You might choose to do it, but it will take ongoing work. Uh, but it's so worth it because there's yeah. nothing more glorious than walking through life and being your own best friend and being in awe with your body. Well, you know how you hear people say too, like, this is my problem area, right? <sighs> like, oh, this is, oh my pro- yes. this is my problem area. You know, and I, I did used to say that. I used to say like, oh, my stomach is my problem area. Like so, I can't, I can't get abs or whatever. And like, I, I had gut issues for a long time. So I didn't know that I was celiac. And so I remember that I used to work out all the time and I'd be like, oh, my stomach, like I can't get it flat. And um, I look back at that person and I look back at photos and I'm like, what was I talking about? Like, that's insane. And then also, um, why was that a problem? <laughs> why was that a problem area? Like, I should have been more worried about what was going on inside of me instead of on the outside mm-hmm. of me. Right. Um, so it just, I, when I hear that it triggers me now because I'm like, no, that's not a problem. You know, like you do it. So you feel good. Like that's, that's exactly right. And so Taryn, tell us what does the future hold for you? What's, what's in the pipeline? I know that you're shifting gears in some ways. Um, do you want to just fill us in on all your future plans? Cause I'm sure you're going to have so many more fans um, after listening to this episode. Cause we just, we just love you. And I, we know our audience will too. Well, um, future plans, some sleep is going to be awesome. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. I, <laughs> I'm really focused at the moment on embrace kids and we have just set up the embracehub.com. And yeah. it's a really big, piece of the puzzle in terms of how we help our kids it's a suite of free resources for parents kids teachers sporting coaches so I've worked with a team with Dr Zali Yeager the team of academics health professionals and teachers and uh, we have created this website that anyone can go it's all evidence-based and a big focus is to get as many people there as possible because everything that's there is scientifically backed but it's presented in a way that's fun and kind of fun to consume, I guess. Um, so there's the hub. I'm going to make Embrace Men. Um, it's been bubbling away to finish off the trilogy. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a big one. It's so it's my, good. Uh, I just, I'm going to have to get in, get in your guys' ears for this one because I, I know a lot of men around the world that I've spoken to in terms of how they feel about their body image. Um, and I just think it's the perfect way to finish off, you know, all things embrace, embrace, embrace kids, embrace men, see your world. And then, um, <laughs> no, not see your world, much more to do. I mean, I'd love to put myself out of a job. That That's my that's my aim is to turn around the really alarming statistics about how people are feeling about their bodies and in particular kids. Um, I, I think I'm just going to throw you know, all of my energy into doing that for as long as I need to, um, just to leave the world a better place. And, and hopefully my grandkids are like, what's body image? What do you mean? Like people didn't like their bodies. How ridiculous. Like that Absolutely. for me, is that's where I need to get to. Taryn, where can we find you? If people want to follow you, if they want to watch the documentaries, give us all that really cool information. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Body Image Movement or Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, because this is a, an, a global audience as well, um, Embrace, given the first film that it was released in 2016, it's not in some parts of uh, the world on Netflix. It is in Australia. The rest of the world, you had it now, it's gone. Can you just Google Embrace and find it however you can? Um, 
but also make there's sure always a way <laughs> there's always a way and this one's a game changer everybody the, the um a bunch of academics did a, a global study on the impact of embrace and it was published in a medical journal so for years i've been like anecdotally this film's great it'll help you with your body image now we've got the science which is so cool uh. to have it published in a medical journal it makes me feel like an academic which i'm not <laughs> um but yeah, so watch Embrace and, and follow along. Um, head to the bodyimagemovement.com, theembracehub.com for all the free resources. So there's oh, yeah, Embrace Hub. So that's something where like teachers at school, or if you know, we want to encourage the schools that our kids go to, or that they can go there and they can pull information from you guys, right? All free, uh, and the researchers, oh, uh, the research um, team uh, put together all of the resources based on science so we know what what works so the embracehub.com is just the number one place to go uh for for those resources very cool and i really hope that this documentary just becomes a part of the curriculum in schools globally it's so important it's so needed and the way that we do that is we just share 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 we get it out there everyone listening tell your friends tell your family tell your schools this is such a must, must, must watch. And sit down with your kids and watch it. Mine loved it. Mine cried. Bodhi was so moved. It was unbelievable. So thank you so much for making such a special, such a special documentary and an incredibly profound and important movement. Oh, it's my pleasure. And yes, to the schools. We're going to bring it to schools globally in 2023 and we're going to give it to schools as a free resource. So, um, yeah, I think it would be remiss of me not to say because we do everything for free and we give it all away, uh, we do through the charity um, raise money so we can do everything for free. So um, all those details are at the embracehub.com as well if you want to support the work that we do. Amazing. Great. And we'll put all of that in our show notes as well. Yay, awesome, you guys. So lovely to connect again. Taryn, you're amazing. And Tess, thank you so much for everything. You know, it's really helpful when someone goes, I'll share to my squillion, like you and Celeste have been, and Jamila have been killer. So love you. Oh, you're the best. Love you, girl. (laughs) Thank you. Bye, you guys.